what is going on welcome to ball boy talk today happy to have you in with me your host the ball boy blogger jay nice to have you grateful that you're here today we're going to talk about some of the club options um, that were either accepted or denied and predict where i think some of these guys would go now this this post is up on the website. It has a full lift list of all the free agents for 2021 um, this offseason. So free agency did open up on the first. Very little movement so far. So let's start predicting. Now that, my friends, was the sound of speculation. So let's start with some of the biggest names and work our way down. Some of the smaller names. Um, George Springer. Obviously, he got a qualifying offer he's likely to not accept. I think Springer is going to be somewhere between a four to seven year deal, wanting to be, pay about 20 to $30 million a year. Do I think he's worth it? No, I think he's more in the range of 15 to 23 a year, but he is a leader. Superstar, great defender, great offensive player. He's all around a great player. I think he can transition easily into a corner outfield spot as his career progresses. He gets later into his 30s. Uh, I, I think Miami. Miami is the best fit for George Springer. JT Realmuto, catcher uh, from the Philadelphia Phillies, has said he wants to stay in Philadelphia, but he also wants to get paid He's expected to take a long look between the Phillies, basically, and whoever's offering the most money and the best chance to win. So if that is Philadelphia, he's going to stay in Philly, which I ultimately think he ends in Philly or with the Yankees of the best team places. But he could really land anywhere. Every team wants this catcher. He's incredible. Pitcher Trevor Bauer, you know, there's not much here to really talk about or speculate. He's been linked to all 30 teams. He said he will listen to all offers. I think he's going to take a short-term deal, two to three years tops with an opt-out after the first and the second, and teams will go for it. Teams will go for it, but I'm linking him to the San Diego Padres, and I can see him as a Padre. That's my favorite spot for him. Marcus Stroman, pitcher, another guy who is, you know, probably the second best starting pitcher on the market, if not third. Um, you know, like I said recently, he did call out the Yankees that he's going to be the next best thing since Garrett Cole. I don't think so. He did get the qualifying offer from the Mets. Um, and I think he's going to end up taking it because I don't think his market's going to be as strong as he thinks. Um, Colton Wong, he didn't have his option exercised, and that was really surprising. And Wong is the second best second baseman on the market. Um, he, you know, he's not the man at the plate. You know, two sixty five, three fifty, three twenty six slash line in twenty twenty, fourteen point four percent strikeout rate. You know, he's great with the gloves glove, however. Six defensive runs saved, 3.8 ultimate zone rating. 
gold glove winner and just incredible. I can see the Cardinals kind of regretting this move right here if they're wanting to stay competitive by letting Wong test free agency. Um, he's already been linked to the Angels. I think the Angels are probably the best fit for him. Um, pitcher Brad Hand, he did not have his uh, option exercised as the Indians declined his $10 million option. Um, the Indians are going to try to bring Hand back. Um, he's been good, great track record there, success. I just think he's going to sign for somewhere between four and $7.5 million back with the Indians. Um, Roberto, Roberto Ozuna, closer or relief pitcher for the Astros, only pitched in 24 games in 2020. Um, you know, the move makes sense for the Astros. They didn't have a great bullpen, but I do think they're able to get Ozuna back cheap because of the baggage that comes with him. He was suspended for domestic violence in 2017, and I think the Astros are about the only place I want to keep him. Um, going on here, Zach Britton, he did have his option picked up by the Yankees. Great pickup for the Yankees, keep him in that bullpen. And this move kind of came as a surprise and not a surprise at the same time. Um, outfielder Ryan Braun, longtime outfielder for the Milwaukee Brewers, had his mutual option declined by the club. Um, it was a $50 million mutual option. Only playing the 39 games of 2020, slashing a 233-281-488 line with eight home runs. Braun did win the MVP back in 2011. He's helped the Brewers become one of the most serious contenders in the National League. And the club has gotten to the postseason each of the three years. Um, Braun is going to come back to Milwaukee. He doesn't want to play anywhere else. Nowhere else really wants him. He's 36. He still has a little bit left in the tank. I just don't see it being with the anyone but the Brewers um, for the next two, one to four years tops. Um, next is outfielder Brian Gardner. Yankees did not pick up his $10 million option. However, I expect the Yankees, and most people expect the Yankees, to bring him back on a much cheaper, if not vet minimum kind of deal. Couple of the other of the other biggest names. Um, Charlie Morton did not have his 15 million option picked up by the Rays after an excellent postseason. However, the Rays are expected to get creative and try to bring back Morton. Um, however, he will have a strong market, especially among contending teams, for what he was able to do in those clutch moments in the playoffs. And pitcher Josh Lester, John Lester. Sorry, I don't know who Josh Lester is. Um, Cubs starting pitcher. Um, had his $25 million club option declined. And instead, once he found out the news, went and bought $47,000 worth of beer for local bars in Chicago. And the Cubs still ended up having to pay a $10 million buyout, which, you know, essentially saves them $15 million. You know, and it's hard to predict Lester right now. He's not the same pitcher he used to be. He showed flashes in 2020. But ultimately, I think a team that's starting pitching needy, Yankees, Red Sox, Mets, Braves, um, could be in the play for him. And then Chris Archer of the Pittsburgh Pirates, two-time All-Star, had his $11 million club option declined. 
And the Pirates, man, they're probably just shaking their heads still. Tyler Glass now, Austin Meadows for this guy. And they didn't even pick up his $11 million club option. I don't know where to project Lester or Archer to go. Maybe back to the race if the price is right. Um, but other than that, I, I have a hard time. Maybe even Seattle, a place I could work out a deal for him. Um, let's see. You know, before we continue, I, this podcast, you know, I, I don't have a lot of ads. I don't have a lot of people to talk about, but the ones I do care a lot about user product products. I believe in their products. Um, and one thing that keeps me going day in, day out, especially having a newborn is raise energy made by rep sports. This stuff is fantastic. They have a large line of other products, uh, thermogenic, um, pre-workout sleep, uh, hyper sleep, which is actually really good. Um, and so much more on their on their line. Great swag. So much great stuff from this company. Over in the link under the My Deals page, you'll see a link to them. Raise Energy stuff is amazing. 300 milligrams of caffeine, no crash. Delicious line of flavors. Amazing packaging. No sugar. Just no nonsense. Just exactly what you need for what you need it for to fuel you throughout life um so highly recommend going over there using my call code ballboy you can get 15 percent off at checkout for your purchase so going back in to options uh, a couple couple players that had their options um picked up outfielder starling Marte of the miami marlins great pickup or great Great job on the Marlins exercising the option. The Cubs exercised the 16.5 million option. Uh, no, Rizzo exercised his 16.5 million player option to stay with the Cubs. This leads me to believe that they're going to try to go for it. Again, David Ross showed really well in this first year um, with the team as the manager, um, coming from the locker room to a manager. Did really well. Um, this team still very competitive. Nico Orner was a Gold Glove finalist. They had seven Gold Glove finalists. I mean, this defense is incredible. Uh, I believe Brizzo even won the first base one, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to double check that. Um, so yeah, great move for the Cubs to be able to keep their first baseman and keep the band together for a little bit longer. I already talked about Ian Kinsler, but um, he's officially a free agent. Uh, great track record of success. He is no Liam Hendricks, Trevor May, or Trevor Rosenthal. I do like to fit with Miami, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Atlanta, and even the Yankees here. Um, kind of the same boat for Greg Holland. The Royals want to bring him back. But, you know, in a, he had a great 2020. He went 6-6 six and six for save opportunities. 1.91 ERA, 2.52 FIP, 9.85 K per 9, 51.4% ground ball rate, and 2.2 um, walk, just walks per nine innings. 
He's, again, not in the same class as Hendricks, May, and Rosenthal, but he's better than Kinsler, and teams should be able to sign him for, if not a little bit cheaper. Um, a contender will come after Holland, and, you know, I like the best fit being in Seattle. They have said multiple times, the Poto said they are going to sign three to four relievers this offseason. I think Holland is a great fit for that bullpen. Another pitcher, uh, we have a lot of pitchers that are on this list coming up. Uh, Mike Leak, 33, didn't pitch in 2020. Uh, he opted out of the season. You know, Leak's going to sign with whoever gives him the most money, best opportunity to win. Um, you know, he's fresh, so he could be interesting for a team like the Yankees, even the Braves, um, possibly Rangers. I mean, he'll really sign with anyone that gives him – a contract. The Rays also might be able to get something interesting. They have a way of getting the best out of these pitchers. Um, Corey Kluber, uh, he turns 35 this coming season. He had an $18 million club option declined. Um, I mean, the Rangers are cutting payroll, so it's no surprise that this move happened. Kluber has an excellent track record of dominance on the mound. Uh, he had years where he was a Cy Young contender year after year after year. And, you know, a lot of people think he's past his prime, but we've also thought that about a lot of pitchers at this age and were proved wrong. You know, one, one plus one kind of deal. You know, we'll give you the one year with a good base and some incentives, and then we'll, we'd like you, we'll keep you around for an extra year kind of deal. Um, so, you know, with his track record, I think he ends up wanting to be on a contender. Maybe even Oakland, uh, Yankees, Atlanta, the Padres. I like the fit for them as well. And, of course, the Rangers are going to want to bring him back, um, but a lot cheaper than the $18 million. Hector Rondon is he's turning 33 this year, had an awful 2020 with Arizona. However, he carries a career 3.49 ERA and a 3.63 FIP. So he's, he's going to get a look somewhere. Um, a team like the Rays or another contender will go after Rendon on the cheap because his upside is massive. However, I think his deal is going to be non-guaranteed with an invite to spring training. Um, Junior Guerra, uh, he turns 36, had an excellent 2020. He pitched with a 3.04 ERA, 23 innings pitched with a 21 to 15 K to walk ratio. Um, the D-backs and Guerra are more than likely going to settle on arbitration on a deal. So look for Guerra to be back in Arizona. Um, first baseman Daniel Murphy is a free agent now after the Rockies um, and him disagreed on the mutual option. Uh, Josh Fuentes replaced Murphy as everyday first baseman for the Rockies. As we saw, Murphy will turn 36 this season after two seasons of rapid decline. He's going to have a hard time finding a home somewhere that's going to give him a guaranteed contract. Look for him to get a non-guaranteed contract um, with incentives if he makes a if he makes opening day roster. Um, a couple of catchers to note here: Wilson Ramos. Despite him being a good defensive backstop, his two years with the Mets were bottom of the basket. 
Over that span, minus 12 defensive runs saved, a 15.9% caught stealing rate. It kind of illustrates the struggles he had. Noah Syndergaard requested that someone else catch his games. Ramos is 33. He he could serve still as a nice compliment to a competing team somewhere um, with a young catcher um, or even just with a team with a young catcher. Um, look for maybe Philadelphia, but I really do. I mean, he does have a really good recent track record of success. Two All-Star games between 2016 and 19. I like to fit with the San Francisco Giants here with Joey Bart. They could be a mentor um, and just help out that team, be a depth piece with the Giants, you know, kind of right on the edge of retooling and needing some veterans on the team. Um, Robinson Chirinos, he turns 36. He also had his option declined by the Mets, so they're in need of a catcher. Um, he slashed a miserable 162, 232, 243 line. Um so the market's going to be close to non-existent for the veteran catcher. I mean, who knows where he's going to end up signing. I think retirement might be more a stronger option. Let's see. Um, outfielder Eric Dames. He he struggled in his 140-play attentions with the Nationals in 2020. He hit a 2, 203, 300, 317 line. Um, the power-hitting lefty should find himself on a AL team. He can still add some pop to a lineup. Um, I think I'm really liking the fit with the Indians, Twins, and the Rangers here for or for um, Dames. You know, think AL teams, he doesn't have enough left to be a valuable outfielder of any kind. Um, infielder Todd Frazier um, had his option declined by the Mets. You know, same reason as Torino's T slash T36, 302, 382. The veteran infielder, he's going to look to find a club willing to take him in off a year where he showed aging and decline. I don't see his market taking a strong shape in during the winter, but possibly after an injury in like a spring training, or even a team like the A's, Cardinals, or Twins, or even Rays, you can get him for cheap as a good bench option. Um, this is this one is a little bit more interesting to cover. Howie Kendrick, um, he, he battled injuries in 2020, so it made sense for the Nationals to move on from him. Even though he hit 275, 320, and 385, the 37-year-old isn't confident. He will he will play beyond 2020. Um, so he's contemplating the option here. It's a mutual option, and he has to agree to it, and so do the Nationals. Um, if he plays for, in 2021, it's going to be with the Nationals, and it's going to be his last season. So we still got a few more names to rattle off here. Um, so we're going to try to get through this a little bit quicker. Uh, first baseman Carlos Santana of the Indians had his $17.5 million club option declined. Um, look for him to stay in the AL. Uh, as well as fellow Indian outfielder Domingo Santana had his $5 million option declined by the club. Um, look for a team like you know, the Mariners, who we're going to talk about in just a second, 
to be interested in both these guys as they both have that recency in Seattle within the last three years. Uh, they both would be an interesting fit. Maybe not Santana as much, but um, definitely or San, Domingo Santana. But Carlos Santana, yes, would be an absolute great fit for Seattle after trading away Vogelback and needing someone to fill that DH role every day. And that can provide some pops in the middle of the lineup. However, they do have Hanniger coming back. Uh, let's see. Starting pitcher Kendall Graveman had his option declined by the team, but was then re-signed the next day um, with, by Seattle. So, great pickup. He was awesome in the bullpen in 2020. And, you know, he looks to be transitioning to a bullpen role, and that's going to serve him well. Uh, outfielder Adam Eaton, the Nationals denied his club option at 32 years old. He has an excellent track record of above average speed, defense, power, and glove work. I just don't think they wanted to pay him $10.5 million. I can see Ian going to a team that will desperately need outfield help, like Houston, to fill in behind Brantley, Springer, Reddick, um, and to play alongside Kyle, Kyle Tucker, who had an amazing 2020. Um, utility man, uh, D. Strange Gordon, had his $14 million club option decline by the Mariners. And I don't think he's coming back with the Mariners having Dylan Moore, Ty France, J.P. Crawford, Shed Long to play the middle infield. I really don't think they want to pay uh, Strange Gordon to sit on the bench and take up a roster spot that they can give to someone who they don't have to pay a lot and can play and see what they got. Um, he joins a thin class at second base with Gigi LeMahieu and Colton Wong. Best case scenario for him is reunion in Miami. Um, possibly even being in New York with the Yankees or Mets. Um, best fit for, for D. Gordon, D. Strange Gordon. Oh, we're close to the end here. Sergio Romo um, had his option declined by the Twins. He did pitch to a 4.05 ERA, but did have a 23-7K to 7K to walk ratio and only allowed three home runs. So the quality from the ERA perspective isn't there, but going a little bit deeper, he was serviceable. At 37, Romo's velocity is low. He relies on strikes, swings, and misses. As 64% of his pitches were over the plate. And only giving up three home runs. That's pretty good. Again, I do like to fit with Seattle here. But I also like the Blue Jays, Indians, and maybe even reunion with the Giants on the table. Uh, pitcher Annabelle Santos from the Nationals. He had a really good 2019, but then struggled in... 2020, over his 53 innings, he allowed a 6.62 ERA. He turns 37. You know, he'll be one of those last guys off the market, I think, for a team that's looking just to fill out their rotation, a fourth, fifth kind of guy, sixth even. Um, you know, look for the Mets, the Reds, the Brewers, and the Rockies um, being a few of my top choices to land the veteran. Um, first baseman, Mitch Moreland. Now, former Padre um, had his option declined by the team. Uh, a lot of fits here for him. Seattle, Oakland, Minnesota, Cincinnati, uh, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Washington, the Angels, the Royals. You know, he only has limited ability to play first or DH. So, AL teams with a DH opening or if the DH rule becomes a full you know, thing going forward in both AL and NL, 
look for him to be able to put up be have a really strong market this winter. Um, and lastly, the last one I got here is pitcher Martin Perez. Red Sox declined his option. He's a free agent, and he'll be part of a really interesting bullpen market. Um, as always, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate the support. I am so happy to be recording again. It's been a little bit overdue, but it's a lot of fun talking about this stuff with you, speculating, just giving my predictions. Who knows? I'm probably going to be wrong on 99% of these, but if I'm right, cool. Um, Lewis can write at that point. But yeah, let's see what happens. Head on over to the forms. I do have a formula there for predictions for 2021. And let's let's speculate some free agents together. Thank you again. Thank you for listening. Grateful for your time.